Hoy hoy, Noiros. Welcome to this week's edition of Out of the Podcast, the world's leading number one film noir podcast from two of the experts. Bring the knowledge, as they say. Trying something different. Going to prank my co-host here, if you will. <laughs> um, starting with Adam. He's running a little late. Not late, but just behind from the scheduled Zoom meeting, which is fine because usually it's me and that's cool. As soon as he's here, we'll introduce him. He said two minutes, so let's see if that's true. Oh, here he is now. The man himself, Mr. Punctual. Punctual Dan. That's me. I I literally just walked in the door. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Oh, this is recording already? Yeah, I decided to, when you said two minutes, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull a prank on him and just do it. (laughs) Welcome to the show. How's it going? How was your show? This man is warmed up. He's properly lubricated. I can't wait to hear about it. Oh, man. Um, Both on and off the air. Yeah. um, I just got home. (laughs) Um, I was seeing our our friend, a friend of the show, Joe Para. I had a great time. It was a really good time. Um, it was everything that I hoped it would be. It was every bit of, of what I was hoping the show would include just everything from like kind of storytelling and the way that his persona is. Um, and also a little bit of like crowd work and mm-hmm. as well, uh, kind of like pulling the audience and, and stuff like that about some pretty random things. Uh, so that That's was amazing. That was this just, is that union transfer right here in it, Philadelphia. It was, and it was weird because it's it's normally a stand, like a, it's like a music venue, and they had seating, which I had never seen there before, and it was first come first serve. Oh and wow! I, and I was with my friend and his wife, who I'm also friends with, and then a couple of his friends. So there was a group of like six of us, and we couldn't get all seats together. Everything oh, was so filled up. So I ended up kind of sitting sandwiched between two complete strangers. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> they it cut you a, loose. They cut you. You were the one they cut loose. I had one of his friends that I kind of knew and right in front of me. And then they were like two rows uh, ahead uh, together. And then a couple of the people were like way off on the other side. It was just, it was so crowded. It was, I mean, it was sold out. Yeah, it was, it was good though. I mean, it would have been a little bit more enjoyable being closer to my buddies, but I think that was the only thing that was kind of a bummer, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. Gentleman Joey here to say, uh, I'm close to you, buddy. I'll, I'll be here for you. We can Thank sit you. together. Thank you. Yeah. No, dates I mean, was, apart, but we do our best. Yes. And I, I also purchased something before the show um, that uh, I went to a record store that sells a lot of VHS tapes near mm-hmm. my buddy's place. And I got a movie that I've never seen and I've wanted to see for so long. And the Blu ray went out of print recently, so I couldn't get it. But this place had the VHS. And I feel like this is a movie that could be oh boy. <laughs> pretty awesome on VHS. So get ready for. Wow, slam dance. Slam dance on VHS. Wow. Uh, with with the master Harry Dean Stanton, Virginia Madsen. Um, I think, uh, what's his it, name? It promises eroticism on the cover, Dan. It's an erotic thriller. Yeah. Um, the tagline says, an erotic thriller. It's not, not underlined, about dancing. Um, <laughs> well, that's good, because I was buying it for dancing otherwise. Yeah, it's got Millie Perkins, who's great, um, Adam Ant, and John Doe in it. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to watching this. Yeah, um, keep us posted. Key, key video. Dan, um, you want to talk eroticism for a brief second. 
I mean, I got something for you. Well, it was just like, I was flipping through the channels. TCM did it again. It was like, it wasn't like 8 a.m. when uh, Dark of the Sun was on last time where that was insane. Mm -hmm. But um, it was 7.30, like on a weekday, p.m. And the Bo Derek Tarzan movie was on. You ever see this one? I have not. It's crazy. It's crazy. I had turned it on right when they're just like, for like 10 minutes, it felt like just like washing her completely nude and uh that was shocking for me wow at 7 30 p.m yeah that's 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 definitely shocking tcm coming hard lately is is the real lesson but yeah i guess that's what they do that was an interesting choice of phrase by the way thank you <laughs> well we were got on our eroticism topic it, yeah speaking of coming hard dan see i'm gonna keep the segues coming watch some movies this weekend specifically yesterday okay okay Girl the girl can't, can't help, help it. it. He now understands the coming uh, reference. Yes. Uh, as anyone who watched the movie did, it was great. Went over very well. Was, was a hell of a good time. Yeah, right? It's enjoyable, right? I didn't watch much of the special features, but I watched the John Waters one. And, and yeah, I watched that as well. Mm-hmm. How, how do you turn that down? The little red circle. Circle rouge, yeah. Thank, thank you, Dan, for our French speakers. Still great. Love this Love one. It. But uh, 4K now, best. which is a lot of fun. Um, is that 4K? This is the, it just actually was just released. It had gone out of print on Blu-ray for so many years, Dan. And I had kicked myself for missing it. But It's yeah. a Blu-ray, but it's 4K scan for the Blu-ray. It's no, 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 4K disc and Blu-ray disc. Oh, is it? This I was one really... of their like, hey, we're dropping it. It had just come out like either this month or last month. Oh, see, I, I must have missed that it was UHD. Okay, maybe I'll oh, yes, get sir. that. Look at all these discs in here. Well, look, would you look at that? Would you look at that? So I was glad because I missed it when it was in print and then it came back and I was... Because that's what I have. I have I have the original one. Yeah. Welcome back. Yes. Cool as ice. Vanilla ice. Cool as ice. Uh, what a fucking great time, man. Cannot recommend it enough. I've never seen that movie. Buddy, if you want to borrow it or hey, Kino sale is really what I'm going to say. OK, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure that one's on sale. I guarantee you will have the time of your life. OK. Oh, you got it. Yes, sir. The Warrior. I keep saying this like there's big, like no one can see what what I'm seeing, but the Warriors uh, indicator box set. Imprint, actually. Imprint. I'm sorry. We always yes. get those mixed up. Imprint. I yes. understand completely. Uh, if it wasn't in front of me, I would probably be doing the same thing. Yes. Very cool box comes apart. It's got this uh, waste of time director's cut, but hey, I watched the special features on it. Yeah. Uh, but this is what it's all about, everybody. The theatrical cut, finally on Blu ray. Oh. Look good. Looks great. Great package. Did arrive a little dinged, unfortunately, but, mm. uh, you know, wasn't Amazon. If it was Amazon, I would be like, hey, do something about this. But yeah, that's all right, Dan. If this is what it takes to get the original cut on blue. I'll take some dings. S- small price to pay. Absolutely. Have you watched anything? Um, I've been watching a ton. I feel like it would be love a, it. a lot to go on. Um, I will say that uh, two good things. One, I watched The Gambler. Uh, I got that Blu-ray. Yes, uh, yes. The James Caan movie. Right. I loved it. I thought it was great. Isn't that good? Yeah, it was very good. Um, How was the print? It looked... It looked. Who, who did that one? That was uh, Imprint. That was Imprint. It looked good. It didn't look amazing, but it looked... It was good enough. Uh, I would say good enough. Sometimes and it's good enough. I have... Well, I have I have a funny story because we talked about... I think we talked about this when we when we went out and, and did our, our, our Criterion search, but... I went back over, the, uh, I guess it was yesterday, I went to pick up Raging Bull, the 4K. And of course, wouldn't you know it, when I'm in there, I'm looking, I, I hadn't been in there that long, a guy comes up to me and says, 
Uh, excuse me. Do you work here? I have a question. No, that happened to us when we were there. Yeah, it happens to me every time. A- yes. Any, I, I said it there, uh, a record store, and sometimes if I'm lucky, a a, a fashionable uh, you know, clothing store, <laughs> which makes me feel good about myself. That that's the only time it's okay, right? Because I don't find myself that fashionable, so. Yes. I take that as a compliment. That's right. the only place. You know, it. you know about movies and music and yes. you're like, yes, I could help you probably, but I choose yes. not to because exactly. I'm not being paid for it. Why would right. I take money and food out of the mouths of the hardworking employees at this establishment? Exactly. But at this clothing place, you're like, hey, all right, well, thank you. Take it as a compliment. Also, I have no clue how to help you. I couldn't if I wanted yes. to in this yes. scenario. If you actually took a closer look, you would realize that I have no fashion sense. But yes, you're like a painting, Dan, just best to stay away. Exactly. In the fashionable sense. Thank you. I don't even agree with that word. I'm just saying all, all of this is for the show's benefits. Nonsense. Okay. Nonsense. Pre- Pure nonsense. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> enough of that. I think I think we've uh, I got one. Listeners enough. You got one more. OK, I got one more just because it's a perfect segue. Um, I don't okay. know if you've had time to watch it. You're a busy man. But uh, Nathan Fielder's new show has premiered. I did. And I'm glad you brought it up. I, I waited till 11 p.m. So real quick, I I thought it was going to be all on HBO Max. So and I woke up really early and I couldn't sleep on Friday morning. I was like, all right, you know, what? I'll just go. I'll get I'll get a head start. I'll start watching it. Lo and behold, it doesn't actually go until they're doing it. Classic it's only style, one episode. Yeah. yeah, they're actually doing it. Loving you know, it. Because it's not HBO Max, it's HBO traditional, it's HBO. Right. and it, it's just Correct. coming to Max, you know, Correct. as convoluted Good. as all that nonsense is. But boy, my, I was Amazing. in tears. It was fantastic. Amazing. And I think anyone that's watched it and today's movie understands that perfect segue. I was surprised by that. Yeah, that worked really well. When yeah. we did it. But here we are. We The show is called The Rehearsal. I don't know if I said that, but yeah, maybe I'm doubling up Fridays, HBO, 11 o'clock. Watch it. It needs all the promotion. It can, I'm sure. I I lost it so many times during that. Just like of how take stuff. Like, I mean, it's just it was perfect. Perfect, perfect setup, perfect way to like tie everything in at the end. Like just everything, everything was was done really well. I, I was really impressed by it. It was awesome. And I was really yeah. glad that the trailer for it was just the first episode. So like nothing has been revealed right. beyond that. I think that was brilliant. I watched so I don't know if it did did you watch it on the stream or did you watch it live? I did the stream, but I mean, okay. I did the I did the stream live because it showed up at eleven. Okay, so uh, they do show clips of other episodes at the end of it. So I don't know if you caught that. I they did, did, I okay. did, which I usually avoid, but I'm like, right. I'm, I'm happy to double up on laughs, so that's okay. Yeah, there were there were a couple. I, yeah, it's like it's hard to stay away because I was like kind of curious to see like who else he deals with, but it doesn't give away too much. I don't think. No, not at all. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I I, I was actually my buddy that I hung out with tonight uh, who got me the ticket uh, for Joe Para. He didn't even know it came out. Like he didn't even know it was a thing. And he oh, really wow. likes Ned Field. I was like, "Oh, if you watch it, like I didn't even know that was the thing." I was like, "No, you, you should watch be, it. You're gonna be psyched, yeah. That, a gem waiting for everybody." And watch uh, Joe Para talks with you. Yeah, talks with you. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we just lost it, but it's it's still a perfect three seasons. I don't feel like it. As much as I want more story, I feel like nothing was left unsaid either. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll come back in some capacity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he's 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 a powerhouse, and. Uh, yeah, you would have definitely enjoyed the stand-up. It was it was trying solid. trying to avoid the jealousy aspect of, of all this, Dan. Uh, yeah, just trying to cheer on my friend. That's all. Thank you. That's- yeah, I, I, it was a surprise to me. He bought it as a birthday. It was a birthday gift. Uh, my friend got happy birthday, Dan. Yeah, so. once again, happy birthday. Well, I don't Thank remember you. what your birthday episode was, but I, I guess we have to look at either. the calendar, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember what I did. I just never mind because so. mine was a bullet for Joey. 
This yeah, that one was easy to remember. This year's birthday or bullet uh, will be a little tougher, I'm sure. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to get into it. We'll start with the tagline. Okay. Some men destroy what they love most. That's okay. true. That, that is true. Can't be denied. <laughs> is that the case for this movie? I don't know. Let's find out. Obviously, we're probably talking about episode 81, The Secret Beyond the Door, Dan. There she is. All of films, I believe, on this one, right? That's correct. Yes. Was your was your print a little quiet on this, or was that just me? Oh, dude, it Thank drove you. me. It drove Thank me you. wild, dude. I I had it I had it cranked up, and then I was actually I ended up just sitting very close to the TV because I just couldn't hear it. Oh, and the no whispered voiceovers right. too were like the hardest, but yeah, it was we'll, brutal. Yeah. We'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> released December twenty fourth, nineteen forty seven. Hey, Dan, Christmas is coming. So Merry Christmas, huh? Merry Christmas. Christmas hey, this- in July. This must have been a Christmas present from old Universal Pictures, of course. And to deliver this present, they brought in old St. Nick himself, Fritz Lang. <laughs> He's back, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we got a screenplay. Better than ever. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, sc- <laughs> screenplay by Sylvia Richards. And it was based on the novel Museum Piece Number 13 by Rufus King. Uh, so this was a Twitter suggestion, Dan, from... Okay. Soho on screen. The Soho, of course, in question is in London mm-hmm. because we're very popular in the UK over on Twitter. And Which is great. It. Yes. When we say the lads in that sense, that's for you guys. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you. We do appreciate you and we appreciate the suggestion. This was uh this is a crazy one. This, yeah, it's definitely it's been crazy. on my list. It's been yeah. on my list for a while. I, I've I've known about it, but just never got around to watching it. Yeah, certainly when we did some Fritz Langs in the past, you know, it came up in the research. And of course, you know, Joan Bennett is in it and produced it with their production company. So definitely was a familiarity with it. But, you know, sometimes we need the listeners out there to be like, hey, why don't you rush this one up for us? And we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Especially if we had no plans to or just why not? Why not need that push? Why not? And what a ride we were in for, Dan, on this one. Yeah. It was um, weird. <laughs> it, it was weird. I'm of many feelings about it. it. It was a roller coaster ride of emotions, of enjoyment, the whole shebang. But right off the bat, it opens with this really great surreal painting of a door. And there's a beautiful title card, great font. So, I mean, already in that place, I'm like, I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yes, we get a, a voiceover voice and it is a whisper. And you got to crank that volume up on that olive print, which looks good. Otherwise, I mean, you know. It's yeah. very serviceable. Like, I mean, yeah. there's some scratches, but it's, you know, it, there's, there's been a lot worse that we've done, of course. Subtitles would have been nice. Just some Subtitles would have been fine. Been it yeah. wasn't even that the sound was bad. It's just someone forgot to, like, master it. it and turn Yeah, turn it up in some form. Like, some QC was missing. I saw this was, like, 2011 or 2012 printing. So, I mean. 2012, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar when Olive came into to being, but maybe this was an earlier mistake that they are much better at now. Hmm. Yeah, I think they'd been around for maybe a couple years at that at that point. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. Thank you for putting this out. Surprisingly, wasn't a keynote release because I find they they seem to have really courted the market of this particular era of Fritz Lang. But yeah, that's all right. We, we'll take what we can get. So yeah, a great title card, and then you get the the whispered voice. We're on a lake, a river, a pond, some sort of form of water, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's a you know newspaper boat floating. 
And then we see that old Celia Barrett's getting married. This, of course, is our Joan Bennett. And she's talking about, you know, marriage stuff and feeling like drowning. And she's talking about, you know, your old something borrowed, something blue. And when it comes to her something new, Dan, it's her husband. That's mm-hmm. That shouldn't be your something new at your wedding. Yeah. Uh, it's this man she hardly knows named Mark Lamphere. This, of course, is Sir Michael Redgrave. Michael mm-hmm. Redgrave at the time in his debut role. Very spooky eyes on this gentleman. I very find it, he's very effective in, in this role and in this movie. He's definitely one of the, the thumbs up I give to this movie. And, and of course, Joan Bennett, she's great. But yeah. she feels like she's drowning, so hence the water. Now, let's go ahead and take a look back on how the heck did we get here, Dan? Yeah. So we see her talking to someone who turns out to be her brother, Rick. Don't get too attached to this guy, though. And he's talking about how he wants his sister to settle down, meet someone, and in comes old Bob. Bob Dwight, the family lawyer, seems like he'd be a great fit for her, and he seems interested as well. Bob has a weird arc in this movie, as do a lot of people, but Bob in particular. (laughs) Um, But yeah, also on the desk, on Rick's desk, her brother, there's a photo of Joan Bennett on there, which, you know, in a way also implies just like a weird relationship. But the photo looks like it's the reference photo of the painting of her in Scarlet Street, Dan. I did think about that. Right? A, it was weird, but and B, because he's like he, he he's I mean, he's much older, I guess we should we should mention, and and he kind of has taken on like a father figure role, so it's very yeah. it's a very weird kind of dynamic uh, first, and then I noticed that yeah, you have this giant picture of her on on his desk, um, but it seems like it's it's you know it's affectionate, like they, like he definitely cares for her, and and like he's been kind of like her guardian or like kind of watches over her, uh, great to make guy. sure that she's okay, yeah, totally who you want in your corner. It'd be a right. shame if he just up and died there. Yeah. Uh oh. But that's exactly what happens. And Celia gets a huge trust fund from him. So mm-hmm. little little last guardian angel bit for him before he takes off to pearlier skies, gates. <laughs> yeah. Death. I don't know. The trust is being handled by Bob, you know, the family lawyer. And he likes Celia, as we said. He even tells her, he's like, I could see myself getting married to you. But she's like, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to go to Mexico (laughs) with my friend Edith instead uh, of settling down to marry a stranger. I would never do that. So while they're there, Celia and Edith are having a good time at like a outside bar. And then they see a knife fight break out, Dan. Well, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I think they're at a bar and then they're at like it's like a um, like a street, not a street fair, but like they're like looking at different like wares and stuff like that, like 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 street vendors and stuff like that. Well, that that's after the knife fight. So there's the, there's this huge knife fight that breaks out and Celia gets really horny for it. And there's a crowd of people gathered around. She also notices that the guy who's fighting uh, in the knife fight gets real psyched for it. Yeah. Um, and she sees a man, that's her future husband, Mark, right. giving her a crazy psychotic and also horny stare down. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I like that. So then they leave and then they're at that fair. The- that, no, I like, think you have a. I think you actually have a backwards. So the bar, the bar scene comes later where he actually meets up with them. But but she's getting the wallet. So she's getting that wallet made, and he's engraving it. And then uh, she go. Then then they see that that fight happen. I see. Okay. Yeah. So then yes, that the fight happens. Then so they go about their day, and then yes, they're at this bar. Right. Edith goes to use the phone, and Mark then shows up. He's like, "Yeah, I followed you here naturally." He's just being full on crazy, but she's horny for that too. She's like, no, this is good. I'm going to ignore all red flags and common sense. She kicks the leg of her friends to like get her out of there so they can be alone. Yeah. And she gets her wish. We find out he's an architect from America. Mm-hmm. He just very straightforward. He wants her, all of her, including her, her hand, Dan. 
yeah in marriage yeah i mean they start whirlwind romance and uh they're together 24 7 they say yeah. three days pass yeah. um they stop at a wishing well with candles it's a, that's a nice scene beautiful shot yeah yeah i mean it's fritz lang there's gonna be at the end of oh, the day tons, no matter tons in this movie no matter what this review turns out to be come for the fritz lang always that's that's mm. a given you're gonna get some beautiful stuff but yeah they're there and she's like oh, i'm kind of having second thoughts but you know what fuck it this feels right uh, let's put a little money on it. And they wish themselves into holy matrimony. We're, we're back at the altar in the present. It's a very quick flashback, which, you know, yeah. it's all right. It's all business, Dan. It's all stuff we need to know, you know. Exactly. Boy, if you love exposition, huh? This is your movie. They, uh, it's starting to hit her that she doesn't know this man at all. But she's like, I have to do it. I'm here. What am I going to do? Turn away? We got a nice little wedding here. Um, mm-hmm. It would be way too much of a thing to run now. So they get married. They, they close the deal and they're off on their honeymoon. They sleep on the most comfortable looking hammock ever. It fits two people. It looked like a, yeah. just a bed in the air. What, what a dream. And Mark starts to show uh, some of his true self, including um, he has a magazine, an architecture magazine. And also he has a lot of superstitions. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has an obsession with rooms and murder mm-hmm. and recreating murder rooms. Felicitous rooms. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> and they're getting pretty hot and heavy. But Celia gets a call from the maid that her bath is ready. So she's like, hey, it's all good. Come into the bathroom in a little bit once she leaves. And we, we can fuck after that. So there's a key in the door to the bathroom. And Celia's like, hey, this is going to be funny. My new husband seems like a lighthearted guy. I'm going to lock the door just to fuck with him. Slow him down. He's going to love this. The doorknob starts to turn slowly. And then whoever's turning it, they just give up. And Celia's like, oh, whoops. She goes to apologize to Mark, but he's not even there. She finds him outside and she's like trying to make up with him. Like, hey, sorry about that. And she's like, yeah, that wasn't me. And by the way, I have to go. Yeah. I'm going to New York. I just got a telegram because someone wants to buy my magazine, which, hey, by the way, it's failing. And she's like, oh, well, I just got a ton of money. He's like, no, it's fine. I got to go. And that wasn't me upstairs. All right, bye. And he's off. (laughs) There goes Mark. So she's left alone. And the maid also is like, oh, by the way, yo, there was no telegram. This guy just left. And there's nice little like spooky reveals like that that are definitely like the highlight of this movie. Where like Mm -hmm. when the twists come, they're they're very effective. Yeah. And Celia, she just feels completely confused. She feels like a fool. She's very hard on herself for locking the door. But some days pass and she gets a telegram from Mark saying, hey, the deal went great. Come meet me at my family's estate in Lavender Falls, Dan. What what could go wrong in Lavender Falls? Uh, Nothing spooky about any of this. I'll meet you there. So she heads over there. She's feeling great. Like, all right, this thing's back on. And she's expecting Mark at the train station, but it's not Mark. It's actually his sister, Carolyn Mm -hmm. or Carrie. And it turns out Mark's going to be a little late. So that's not awkward at all. (laughs) Right. Uh, So they head to this spooky estate and we get another reveal that actually Mark has a son, uh, David. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, he was married and she's just like, oh, yeah, sure. I knew about all this, but she she didn't know anything. Nope. She gets shown to her room and it has like, it looks like a fancy architect's place. It's got, you know, wallpaper that was brought in and such curtains and whatnot. Yeah, it's a very interesting room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll get into the room. But uh, later that night, Celia goes looking for Carrie and she actually finds Mark's secretary, Miss Roby, who also gets a spooky reveal. She's got a scarf on the side of her face. 
um, which she reveals was due to scars she received from rescuing David from a fire many years ago. Mm. So that's not good. And yeah, she's definitely like very reserved and she's been through some stuff and something's up with her for sure. Yeah. Keep an eye on her. But uh, Carrie appears. I'll give a a, a shout out to her. That's Anne Revere. Mm. She She did a great job in that part. I thought she got the tone just right. She's actually related to Paul Revere too. Is that so? Wow. I didn't even have that for the fun fact. So thank you, Dan. You're welcome. Are you familiar with her work or did you just find this out? No, I, I, well, I, I, I did it in my research before the episode. Oh, Um, so I didn't, because believe it or not, I do, I do research before, (laughs) um, I was just thinking, you know, this stuff. I had no idea. So that's good. I should have lied and told you I didn't know. Popular belief, Dan. Who said, well, who are these popular kids? I'll, I'll get them for you. How dare I, they say something? I, I, get, I get lots of fan mail that you don't know about. Apparently, and they're just telling you what research you don't do. <laughs> it just, they tell me how bad I am at, at what I do. That's not fans, Dan. That, that's hate. Yeah, I guess. Or just uh, fans. Nitpicky. I don't know. Yeah. Detractors. Unless they said actual fans. Yeah, they said, I'm a fan of the show, but. And then they they go on onto it. That does sound like a fan, though. Actually, yeah, sounds fans, about right. Fans think they got something to say. I think she's in another film noir. Um, she's in a couple. She's in Fallen Angel, and she's in um, Body and Soul. Oh well, okay, definitely. Yeah. We'll get to all those. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely be riding our horse. Uh, yeah, she'll be coming up. And Revere is coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, Carrie appears. She interrupts them. She doesn't seem too fond of Miss Roby, and she also thinks that Mark's son David sucks. And she also reveals, "Hey, Mark's train is coming in the morning. Are you gonna make it? It's pretty early for you, or late, or whatever." And she's like, "No, no, no. I'll, I'll be there." So Celia, she makes sure she's there for his arrival. She grabs a little lilac off a tree or a branch and, and puts it on to, to impress him. It's a lovely reunion. Mark is psyched to see her until he sees that said lilac and his demeanor instantly changes. He also says that the magazine deal might be falling through. So, so he's leaving again right away. Yeah, super weird. <laughs> like literally gets off and turns around. And it seems like that lilac is probably the reason. Yeah, very little affection just kind of runs away. So you're just like, you kind of see it. in like. Well, there the was way- affection and then it was gone. And then right. there is never again. He just right. becomes it- like a cold, different person. Exactly. And and I, it makes me think of like, one of the reasons I really love Joan Bennett is, and because you see it in her other work too, is just like, her facial expressions are just everything. She's a great reactor. Yeah. And like, and that reaction is great. I mean, she has tons of it in this movie. I I think back to Scarlet street, she Mm -hmm. does it a ton as she's just really good at that. So really appreciate that in that moment in particular, the things you love Joan Bennett for it's here. I mean, everything you love about these people is here. It's just uh, maybe other things get in the way. We'll see. Yeah. But she's totally bummed out and she's like, you know, fuck this marriage. I'm going to go head back to New York myself. This clearly isn't working out. She heads back to the estate. She's pissed off, but she decides to stay after all and give it a real try. You know, maybe she hasn't tried hard enough, Dan. Because she, well, she says, I think she has that inner monologue where she, the, the, Does the she? voice of her. Well, yeah, where she's just like, uh, I know, hadn't heard any of them. Yeah, yeah. I had to turn it up way high. There is several too. I mean, like, there's yeah. a lot. But I mean, w- once you hear, once you turn it up to the right volume, I mean, she says interesting stuff. It's very. Right. Yeah. Well, she mentions it because I, I, I'm thinking that as the audience, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, you've known this dude for like how long? And this guy's like super weird already, but mm-hmm. she says it like 
what do I have waiting for me back in, in, in at home? Like I have nothing. Right. Like my brother's dead. Like I have the trust fund, but like I'm it's it's empty. Like my life's empty there. Like what, this Bob? is like <laughs> Yeah. She's like, now it's just like, okay, I, I don't it's the unknown, but I'm just gonna keep going because this is interesting to me. Like I find this inter- this whole house, this whole life interesting. So I'm just gonna stay here, which I, I get on one hand, but it still seems super weird to me. Like something in the dating off. phase, you could have figured that all out. Sure. But yeah. yeah, marriage, it's definitely off. And you want a little further offness. Here's another creepy reveal. It's a. Uh, How do you do? I'm David. That weird David kid. Creepy kid. Um, yeah. Does a great job playing Mark's son, though. Like he, um, he really does feel like he was his kid. And mm-hmm. Mark Dennis, special shout out to him. Mm hmm. Clearly, this kid has been through a lot and he's doing his best he can with he's got a dead mother and a father who hates him and, mm-hmm. and an aunt who hates him. He's nice, but he's he's trying not to get too attached to Celia. He even calls her Mrs. Lamphere. Yeah. And Mark comes back and he seems like he's in good spirits again. He, he runs up and kisses Celia. And at first, <laughs> I thought he was just going to run right past her during that scene. Like mm-hmm. he was just going to go instantly to the sun. So, yeah, he... Uh, he comes back, he seems like all is well, but she confronts him too. And she's like, how come you never said you were married? And you also never told me you had a kid and you fucking left me here. You suck, dude. And then he apologizes, like, I'll try to do better, but why don't we just throw a huge party? Let's party. Sure. That's what you do. Yeah. So they throw a huge shindig at the estate and Celia's friends are even in town, including Edith and Bob. Remember them? Mm-hmm. And Mark then is like, uh, all right, hey, guys, the real party is about to begin. Uh, he takes the guests to a display of recreated murder rooms. That's uh, a total, a total normal thing that as you do, somebody has, you know, and not even to show like a friend. It's like, no, no, no. Everyone's going to come see this. You know, he's an architect. Everything's down to the, the perfect detail. Um, well, they're not recreations. They're like, he like shipped them. Right, right. Like he, he has like recreated how they look, but it's like all the real stuff. So it's like, yeah, uh, what he, earlier too, when they're like about the wallpaper, it's like, no, he has to have the real wallpaper. Yeah. So Everything is down to the complete detail. He shows off each room to everybody and gives a little bit of the backstory about each murder. And I love this one woman who's like, uh, anyone who's into doing murder is like a nutcase and should go see a psychiatrist. And they have problems with women. And Mark is like, no, they don't. Incels rule. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was she- it was interesting to like see like a how many people were there like all looking at this and like. Oh, yeah. This is like a, this is just the a total normal thing. Yeah, yeah. it's very, very weird. But shout out to that woman for just saying what we were all thinking of just like, hey, yeah. wait a second. So they definitely they put in the inner critic there. That was a good touch. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bob and Celia end up off alone for two seconds. They end up talking. He's still like Celia. He tries to help out. And he's even like giving her the heads up like, uh, I know some things about things. I know about Mark's magazine. It's doing fine. Uh, I don't think he's on the up and up. He might be after your money. So yeah. watch out. But she's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. What am I going to do? End up with you, Dan? That can't be good. Um, Mark ends the tour. But Edith's like there. She's like, hey, what? In her Edithy way, because she's got such a good voice for this thing. She's like, what about this door? And it's, well, uh, I guess we should mention who it is, right? Yes. Because you, you know who it is. This is Howell from <laughs> Gilligan's Island. So, I mean, of course, it's the vo- that voice is going to be amazing. <laughs> is that just her voice then yeah oh yeah it has to be that's amazing but yeah she's so great and so yeah she's like what's going on with this door and the whole time dan we're wondering what's going on with the door what's the secret beyond the door why is this movie called this we finally get the door yes room number seven it's here yes number seven with a bullet mark's not gonna open that one though 
and he's of course being his weird self when it comes up it's a rainy night of course early we saw it start to rain and it brought everyone inside which Mm. i guess is what leads to murder rooms um everyone's now left and it's just mark and celia alone and she's like so what's up with that door (laughs) (laughs) uh i thought you were cooler and you're weird dude and he's like what's wrong with loving murder rooms and having secrets yeah um I love you, but this stuff is off limits to everyone, especially women. I hate women. So why don't you just hush up? That, that's enough out of you. And we find out in the garden from Carrie later on the next day that there uh, used to be lilacs all around the estate. So mm. here's your lilac explanation. Until Mark's mother had died and then they were all removed. Oh, and also one time, by the way, I locked him in a room when he was 10 as a prank uh, and he went nuts about it. But yeah. Uh, I'm sure it didn't inform his entire life. So that's okay. Right. I mean, and he like, even, I guess, does she mention at this point that he was like scratching at it and like, that's when he is starts talking to tell the okay. story. Okay. Yeah. But ahead, yeah. It, it, it's a thing. Yes. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, after that, Mark and David, they have a fight. Mark strikes him and Celia breaks it up. And Mark is a dick about it. Of course. And David's like, you know, Hey, I appreciate it, but this isn't your battle. This guy killed my mom. I'm pretty sure. So this is our thing. He's always going to suck in my eyes. So why don't you just let me handle it? Cecilia now is with all this happening is very determined to find out if Mark killed his last wife. And also what is the secret beyond the door? She saw the movie title. It's time for some answers. I'm waiting. Uh, We're all waiting, right? Yeah. She confronts Mark about David and he wants nothing to do with it. But during this confrontation, it's in his uh, like office workroom area. Mm. She notices a key that, Obviously, that must go to the door. Mm. The door, Dan. The door. Uh, so she comes up with a scheme to take wax from a candle, as you do, to, to use it to make a mold of the key, which she will then send to Edith to be made into an actual key. Um, Amazing. I mean, at first, you're like, what is she doing? Like, I was I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And then obviously, it made sense later. Yeah. Um, but still pretty wild that, they, that they're able to make it from that i mean that's that's cool too you know <laughs> yes although i did see in the goofs that uh you she didn't get both sides you got right both no sides. she didn't which i thought was weird but movie magic folks yep so she goes to the get the key from his work room and she finds miss roby in there and she's without her scarf dan and without a scar she looks fine yeah she's faking it there was a scar a very unpleasant one I saved David's life in a way I saved myself, too. I was going to be fired. Is the word too blunt for you, Mrs. Lanfear? To me, it's basic English, one of the key words. Mark was going to... Oh, no, not he. Caroline and Eleanor wanted me out of the house. Afterward, everybody was very grateful. Their gratitude has, has been my social security. Plastic surgery during my vacations. I intended letting them know, but when I heard he was... When you heard he'd married me. Was that why, Miss Roby? You hoped he might marry you. Now I suppose you'll tell him. Celia promises to keep it a secret. That's, that's important later on. Celia, after that, she is able to get the keys impression in, in her little wax candle while Mark is taking a shower and she's almost caught. Mark is very suspicious, naturally. And they have a weird conversation that leads to David. He's going to be going away. He's going to school out of mm-hmm. town. So the next day, the key arrives in a nice little tiny package. 
Shout out to Edith for getting that key made like it was nothing. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. She's, she's got connections. And so uh, Celia heads into the dark she, with a flashlight to see what's behind door number seven. Poor, this is a great sequence, though. I Absolutely. Every, I mean, every shot was better than the next. As weird as this movie was, it was very effective. Like, I was in suspense yeah. wanting to know what the heck is going on. And yeah, I mean, Fritz Lang is, is definitely a master of shadows, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime he gets a chance to show off, it's always going to be a good time. But she enters this mysterious room and it looks very familiar, doesn't it? Because it's an exact replica of the room she's been staying in this entire time, you know, which is which is great. I mean, it's a great plot device, at least to this point. Absolutely. And so, yeah, clearly Mark is into murders. So this is a murder room. Yeah. And she's probably going to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, wait, wait, it's this room. She does the math in her head. She does that that gif with all the maths going around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's great. So she wants to get the hell out of here. And Miss Roby's just like, yeah, no problem. Here's your coat. Here's a key to the station wagon. Good luck. She heads down to the stairs and she steps on a scarf that she recognizes from one of the murder rooms that we're going to see a ton of here in a little bit. And then so after this, Celia runs out into the hashtag fog cast for a great <sighs> scene of fear and fog. I mean, no matter what you think of this movie, uh, and even ignoring the fact that Dan's just a sucker for fog. What a fantastic scene. This thing looked oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like one of the best. Like it was so good. She's just lost in the forest and uh, the fog is working so fantastically. And then a shadowy figure appears suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the screen goes black and we hear a scream. And Dan, I, I have a thought here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd actually recommend turning off the movie right here. Yes. I think if you did that, you might like this entire outcome a whole lot better. I think you could just be like, oh, God, he did it or whatever, and just leave it open ended. It could be good. Uh, you know, I was thinking I, I agree. I think even that or maybe just like a, like a kind of an open ended ending where they kind of, like he kind of just like. He does like the thriller look back with the eyes lighting up and like, oh, yeah, is, is he really bad? Like, maybe, or, or like, or like the vanishing, like the yeah, original oh, vanishing. Sure. You, you know what I mean? Like, something was like a very sinister, like he's on to his next thing, or, or, or you know, something like that. And you'd be like, oh crap, like this yeah. is awesome. I think keeping him as the villain is, is right. a good idea. Yes. Right. So, yeah. Um, but spoiler, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. And this is where things really get off the rails and yes. where the rating of the movie starts to plummet a little bit Um, yeah but up until this point a very interesting if not a little too quiet time although that probably is just olive's fault but can i digress for for a second please i want to to insist you digress actually i did want to i did not want to go any further without mentioning how much i love that polka dot like dress pantsuit thing that that she wears right around that time she has like a polka dot one i absolutely loved it great job great Great job, Blair. Looks great. Bennett. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome wardrobe team. When you uh, when you produce the movie, you're gonna look great. Yeah. Bare so minimum. I, I want I did I would be remiss if I there did you not mention that. Enjoy the polka dots, stop the movie, have a good yeah. night, everybody. But I've had I've had everything I need. I had yes. between that it was it it, ended, it would have ended with that and then the fog. I mean I, uh, I imagine I like an amazing fog climax, you know. Yeah. Like uh, gun crazy, you know, uh, like just the end of that. You know, yeah. it's that's what that's what dreams are made of. Truly, you know, and it's not even like that much left of the movie, too. So it's not like you're right. You're missing a ton. It really could have just tapped out here. But instead, uh, we get the polar opposite. We get Mark talking to himself literally as a lawyer in a court battle against himself 
uh, with the judge and jury in the shadows and it's all going on in his head. It's fucking wild. He goes yeah. into his problems with women and the abandonment that he's felt by them and then the, the control that he uh, felt from them. And then he, he also just seems to be very, he's like, I didn't kill my first wife, but did I kill Celia? Do I want to kill Celia? He doesn't even yeah. know. Right. And um, the audience is at this point, you're just like, I don't know what is happening. Yeah, like, I don't know what, what, what do believe. you want yeah. me to think, movie? Because yeah. you're, you're throwing me so many different directions. Yeah. But Mark is called the breakfast, and, and we get today's setup that Carrie is actually going to take David to the school. So they're going to be gone, and Mark actually fires Miss Roby. He doesn't like how she interfered with everything, but yeah. she took it as Celia had told about the scar thing and broke right. the promise. And, and that's no good. But Carrie is also great. She's like, cool, now I got to move in here and help out. But Mark's like, no, no, no. We're going to finally have some quiet around here. This is going to be mm-hmm. good. So goodbye, everybody. And, and all, as all this is happening, we're basically led to believe that he killed Joan Bennett. And we're just, life is just going on. Exactly. I mean, at least that, that's just where I'm, I was at. I mean, I'm assuming that's where most people are at. Which would have been fine. Which would have yeah. been fine. And, you know, at that point, you're like, maybe the scene, it, it didn't need to end earlier. But we're telling right. you, knowing what we know, the lads are trying to do you a favor. We're not right. saying turn off the episode, but the movie, maybe. But yeah, or maybe he, some he, detective comes up and, like, starts poking around. And then he has, you know, that, that age old, like, the villain at this era can't get away with murder. Like, he has to, like, that, they have to reckon with that in some way. So you, you're maybe thinking, like, oh. Some, something's going to get him, you know, whether it's his conscience, whether it's reality, you know. A villain is going to pay right. in some way. It's right. film noir after all. Dude. Right. Most cases. Yes. But we'll see here. Mark doesn't actually get as quiet, though. He's like, my wife might be dead, but this could be great. No ladies, no disappointing children. He heads off to another room and Celia reveals herself. She's saying, I didn't leave. And I actually ran into Bob of all people. That spooky figure in the fog. It was just fucking Bob. Don't worry yeah. about it. She says she's going to stay as she always comes to this conclusion. Yeah. She's all in on love. And Mark is freaking out. Meanwhile, he's like, I don't want to be alone with her. I'm pretty sure I'm going to kill her. Like trying to get his sister to stay and everything. She's like, no, 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 I'm out of here. This is great. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave again. I'm going <laughs> to head to the train station. See you later. But he changes his mind there. Actually, he's like, ah. he heads back. Celia is all alone in the spooky estate during a thunderstorm. She's putting lilacs back in the room. She's like, oh, let me, maybe I could turn this thing around. And then Mark appears again, spookily. And she's like, I know you want to kill me. Obviously, I've been watching the movie. Um, I have some questions for you. Like, why do you hate women? Uh, what's up with the lilacs? What's your just complete fucking deal, man? Yeah. And then he, he recalls what ruined him. And while he's holding up the scarf and it was childhood, naturally. Um, specifically, he hates his mother because of one day after a day in the lilac garden, after their parents had split up, she left him to be alone, go out on a date, go out uh, out on the town. And he was being a little baby about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want you to stay, mummy. Um, <laughs> but she's like, look, just come to my room uh, when you're ready to go to bed. I'll be there, I promise. And I'll read you a story. And he's been he's psyched on that. But when the night comes and he's ready for his story, he hears the, the lock turning on his door. And it turns out he was locked in his room. And yeah, here's where he's talking about. He's freaking out. He's scratching Punching, his nails scratching. down to the quick. He says like yeah. very, very detailed and brutal sounding. And he's like, from there on out, he's convinced it was his mother who did it to him, which was the ultimate betrayal. The, he was never the same again. That's why he hates women and lilacs. But Celia's like, uh, hey, dumb, dumb. Maybe you ever talked about this. You can find out it was your sister. Your sister told me like it was no thing. Your whole life's been a lie, bro. 
Yeah, it was just a it was a prank. It was just a, a whoopsie prank that this easily could have been better with a little context if this family had communicated with them. God forbid. Yeah. So this stops him, and he's like, "Oh, hey, wait a second. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm a good guy after all." But unfortunately, it's too late. They realize the house is on fire and that the door has been locked naturally. Mm-hmm. But he manages to smash his way out. They get out through the flames. It's a very nicely filmed house on fire. They don't skimp on anything. Nope. And we now realize we see Miss Roby uh, in the distance. And she's been the one who's been setting all those fires. And she's the bad guy. And uh, she didn't even realize Mark was in there, though. She was just trying to take down Celia. So that's that. I don't even think any consequences happened to her, though. It just uh, all of a sudden they're like, hey, cool. It wasn't it wasn't you. It wasn't you. OK, well, Mark and Celia, we love each other now. Let, let's go out on another honeymoon. Uh, we're going all in on love. And that's that. It just ends very abruptly on the happiest unearned ending ever. Uh, no one pays off. Everyone just goes. Well, it kind of turns into like, I guess like, I was thinking the equivalent of like the I can fix him sort of thing, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. like she's just like, yeah, I can fix him. Like he's working on it. It's OK. Like. You know, it's just the movie had said, like, basically the fact that it wasn't him that had set those fires and stuff that it just completely undoes everything he had done. But it's like, no, you're still a massive piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's really great themes in it, though, I would say. Um, It's interesting stuff. Intriguing. Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely intriguing and very interesting. Um, I didn't feel like my time was wasted. I was happy to be here and to go along for the ride. It's just a little clunky. Um, you know, it just definitely felt like it was really going somewhere and then just fell apart completely, unfortunately. Right. I think it had a lot of potential and it kind of didn't fully reach that to me. Yeah. Like, like when you, when no, you read same. the title, you read about it, you're just like, okay, like. Oh, the description had me hyped for sure. Right. It was very and as it's going, like you said, at the point where we stopped it, we we're just like, okay, like this is great. Like it, it felt like that really like classic, like thriller, Yeah. you know, with, no, yeah, I was almost mad we didn't do yeah. it for Halloween for a second while we were watching. I'm like, this is, this is pretty spooky. Yeah. And then, then it was like, oh, it's okay. We didn't do it for them. Yeah. Yeah, I would give it 6.1 out of 10 doors, Dan. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, I'd be in the sixes as well. You know, it's 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 better than like a, a bad movie. It, it's interesting because we're after Scarlet Street or mm-hmm. uh, Woman in the Window. Yeah, Woman in the Window was first. That was 41, I believe. And then Scarlet Street was 45. And this is 47. Yeah, so, I mean, by this point, you're really expecting, like, the 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 lead-up from all of that, you know? Like, those are fantastic movies that are just flawless. And then you get here, and you're just like, oh, hey, wait a second. But we'll get into it. But it seems like there was a lot of studio interference. So there is... I'm sorry, it was 44. Uh, it was Woman 44. Window. So okay. 44, 45, 47. They were all right in a row. Yeah, so you're definitely expecting big things from something like this. For sure. But uh, the film began as a novel by Rufus King called Museum Piece Number 13, but it also appeared in the December 1945 issue of Red Book Magazine under the title The Secret Beyond the Door. So that's where that comes Mm -hmm. from. And the script itself for the film took nearly a year to complete. There was a lot of a lot of trouble. Fritz Lang and and Joan Bennett weren't getting along as famously as they had been on those previous pictures. Mm -hmm. Joan Bennett was a producing partner in this film uh, under her Diana Productions, also with her husband, Walter Wenger, who shot at her. We all we all know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Go go listen to Scarlet Street for for all that. But yeah, it's wild. So there was a lot of budding heads with the production and and the director. He wanted Milton Krasner as the director of photography. But Joan Bennett was insistent that they use Stanley Cortez. And then for Mark Lampier, he wanted James Mason. But 
did not get that, but we got Sir, not yet Sir, but Sir Michael Redgrave in his United States film production debut. Mm-hmm. Although there was a film that was released that was filmed first, but was, or that was filmed after, but released just before Secret Beyond the Door called Morning Becomes Electra, not electric yeah. or eclectic, <laughs> if you're a radio fan. Yep. But, and Morning um, spelled differently too. It's the Yes, first, yes, yeah. yes. Also, they wanted to use for the beginning sequence, they wanted to animate it, which would have been incredible. Like they were going <sighs> to animate a whole dream sequence. Wow. But they, they just, the production company wanted nothing to do with it. And you know, eventually we just got the, the first thing that we got, which is, is fantastic. But mm-hmm. I want to know what the animation sequence would have been. Yeah. During the tour of the rooms, he gives the tales of the murders, which are all fictional. Although in the first room, he mentioned St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. Mm-hmm. And that massacre was a real historical event. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of that in there. The tree groves that Celia runs through when she's leaving the house, the, the fogginess was actually the same grove used in the Wolfman from 1941, mm-hmm. also from Universal. The, the tree that she leans against in particular is the same one that the Wolfman was beaten on. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's still some wolf blood there when she was yeah. going through all that. And then also during this time, speaking of studio interference, there was the formation of Universal International in the summer of 1946, mm-hmm. which had new studio heads in charge and uh, you know how new people always want to do their own thing. They, there was some disastrous previews of the movie. And so they, the new producer took the film and made uh, as many as 17 minutes worth of cuts mm-hmm. and had Joan Bennett dub over the entire voiceover track, which I guess was originally recorded by Colleen Collins, which Lang was not happy about, and he wasn't even involved with any of that. And he tried to sue Joan Bennett and Diana Productions for the, the voiceover dub, and yeah, didn't seem to go over well, and we got what we got. The movie yeah. ran over budget, over schedule, and no one seemed to like it. It came in at a loss of <laughs> the entire budget of the movie, which is over a million dollars. And Joan Bennett referred to the movie as, quote, an unqualified disaster. Yeah. First and the preview, classic line, it stinks. It stinks, yeah, from the first preview of the movie and also beyond human endurance. Yes. Which maybe those cuts were important because, you know, I could endure it, but I also understand it. I think Jay Sherman might have been there too. <laughs> he's, he's timeless, Dan, after all. Yes. That, should, that would be a show, just to watch Jace Sherman be a critic throughout time. Yes, that maybe that needs to be the reboot. Hey, while well, we still got John Lovitz. He's, he's in a time, time machine and he just oh. goes around. I'm surprised there's no streaming like reboot or movie for that. Like That's beloved enough. I, I would hope so. Disney's I mean, I, the critic, right? They got to own that, right? I don't know who has that. I mean, I have the DVD set, the old one. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know who owns that. Because I don't know if that was a Fox production and thus Disney now. That's a good question. So the distributor is actually Sony Pictures Television. Oh, okay. So they, I guess, would have probably the rights. The one um, company without its own streaming service? Yeah. You know. Good for them. I'm sure it'll happen at some point. I say good for them, but they're responsible for all like the Spider-Man travesties. And, yeah. 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 Uh, good with bad. It's true. Speaking of which, Dan, next week... I know we got one that you're excited about. Do you know what's coming finally? I don't remember now. I would say it's from 1946. Hmm. I haven't looked at the schedule in a while, so I've been going week to week. This is what Dan has told me he cannot wait for. He's so psyched. This is one of his all-time favorites. We're watching The Blue Dahlia, everybody. 
Oh no. <laughs> That's why I was confused. lipstick on mister yes Alan Ladd is in action again and this time he's in a jam that's going to take a lot of fast talking and straight shooting to get out of he's wanted by the police he's wanted by a murder gang and he's very much wanted by Veronica Lake you've never seen me before tonight every guy's seen you before somewhere the trick is to find you William Bendix as Ladd's best pal if you think we're going to help you tie a murder to a guy who's flown us through 112 missions, you're off your nut. We haven't accused Morrison of murder so far. No, what's holding you up? Johnny, don't you realize you're in danger here? That isn't what worries me. I came here to do something. But you fixed that too. Johnny! So long, baby. Okay. Give it to him. Wise guy, huh? It's finally here, dude. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, we're giving you a sneak preview of next week's uh, reviews and responses. Uh, I am. Um, I can't wait for this one. Uh, if you also can't wait for this one and you want to tell Dan all about it and how much you love this movie, uh, just give him all the fun facts and your favorite lines. Dan, wh- where would they find us on uh, Instagram? Let's start with that one today. That's out of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about Twitter? That one is out of the <laughs> cast hey all right good instincts on that one i think you're showing off because we had a twitter shout out for today's episode gotta do it right uh what's our email address how about that the real out of the podcast what's gmail hey well is that a dot com dot net what do we got that's gmail.com i bet if you did dot net we'd still get it i don't know probably don't risk don't risk it or do i don't know hey what if i just opened up like apple podcast what would i do there dan uh you could like you know, review it and rate it and like stream it and stuff. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> on nothing, a roll. And nothing else. Dan, that was a 10 out of 10 today. You did very good. On Thank that. you. And my tired state too. Maybe I need to be more tired when I do this. Absolutely. I think that's the one we're going to record and use going forward. Thank you. Well, thank you for, for doing the show. Do you have any closing thoughts on our, our little door that we have revealed the secrets on? Nope. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's got cool stuff in it um i i didn't hate it didn't love it, it yeah that's moments. all you can ask for in life right 
Yeah, you know, it was fine. I, I like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of pre- preconceived notions, but enough that I was like a little bit, maybe a little bit let down, but I didn't hate it. It was fine. I wasn't, I mean, I was only let down because I was having fun during parts of the movie. Right. You know? Yeah. I the, think that's the, the meat the of it. Yeah. yeah. The bulk of it, you're in it. You know, like you're in it through, through, up through that point. So you're just like, okay, this is cool. You know, I'm, I'm, you're, it's a mystery. It's weird. Yeah. This dude's weird. Like I'm, I'm in it. And then he was very of, weird. He was fantastic at being weird. I, I hope we stress that enough. Like right. what, a, what a good, creepy job he did. Um, yeah. But it was yeah. interesting enough. Yeah. Turn it off when I said to turn it off. I think that might be helpful. Great create your own movie i truly think you're not missing anything important yeah other than the crazy scene where he is in a courtroom in his brain yeah that that's for scientific purposes very yeah. useful uh all right well thank you everyone for tuning in once again and allowing us to share our secrets beyond doors we we didn't have that many we thought we did but just seven secrets mm-hmm. and now we're holding up seven glasses to say hey here's the crime Crank! <laughs> <laughs>